This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, Karen. How are you today? Oh, my God, Chris. I'm, you know, good, but, like, I'm just going to have so many answers for you. I know. Because we're, we're our own guests today. I, I can answer that in so many ways. I just opened up a big can of worms. I left it broad. <laughs> How did you start your day? <laughs> what is I'll your routine? You. <laughs> my, I keep, thank you for asking, Finally, someone cares. I fall asleep on the couch watching TV, wake up usually at 1 a.m. or so, put myself to bed, go to sleep for until 3.30, mm -hmm. wake up, start watching TikTok, and literally until like 6.30 in the morning. And I'm like, well, I might as well just go make coffee. And I've done that like three nights in a row where really? tonight I, I have to not do it because my sleep is so fucked up. I'm, see, I'm not, and I'm not bragging, but uh, <laughs> I I do not have a problem sleeping. I sleep at least eight hours a night. But That's sometimes great. I wake up in that three o'clock, uh, what am I doing with my life? And I'm having trouble breathing. I don't know if it's a panic attack, but it comes out of nowhere. And yeah. I'll do that. But coffee, uh, I've been drinking coffee all day. I started by making my bed, which is a routine. For some reason, that's been working. I know it's yes. a famous one to like. It works. But that's today, why it's famous. Yeah, it's, it famously works. Uh, but coffee does not anymore. It makes me mm. want to lay down. And I don't know what that means, if it means I should be medicated in some way. But caffeine absolutely does the opposite. And it's not that I've been drinking a lot of it lately. I, I seriously can drink Starbucks all day and take a nap. Well, can I give you a suggestion? Yes, please. Um, because listen, I, I was forced to take a break from coffee when 
I got COVID and couldn't taste coffee. So it was literally like drinking bitter swill, hot garbage water. So I didn't drink it for like, you know, it was only like a month at the most probably. Right. But then when I started again, it, I only needed like two cups instead of that kind of like, mm, just keep on drinking it feeling. Yeah. So you might just need to reset your tolerance because I think when you get to the point where you can sleep on a ton of coffee, you probably, it might be affecting your adrenals or like, you know what yeah, I mean? It Getting is, in there. Yeah. It's going into the adrenals. <laughs> it is glandular. I don't know what the adrenals are. I've just heard other people say that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I don't know where they are. I know they're a gland because that's the word that pops up after you say adrenal. Adrenal. I bet they're right in the top of your nasal cavity. No, not really. Oh, my God. I went down to uh, Encinitas to do stand-up with mostly surfers that do stand-up. But one of them was J.T. Parr the, of Chad and J.T. They do all the, like... Uh, city council meetings. They have. They're very funny. They do uh, bits. bits. They at do city bits. Council meetings? They do okay. live. Uh, they sit in on city council meetings with ridiculous ideas, but they do it so dryly in in like a surfer character. Even though are they, they are the guys in, that did the thing about they went to the city council meeting to talk about partying. Yes, and oh, my, I, <laughs> and to get a statue a of, video. of Paul Walker in Orange <laughs> County yes. uh, to change the treatment plant to the Britney Spears toxic treatment plant. <laughs> and they earnestly talk about how much they love these people and how much they inspired them. Like there is no, and they, they do man on the street stuff and talk to people about masks in Southern California where people are continue to be surprisingly uh uh, very conservative, and they're on the right Orange side. Orange County, of, baby. I just like them a lot. And also, JT is very good at stand-up and uh, had really good jokes. And I was like, yeah, I'm developing a bit of a uh, comedic, uh, I don't know, a crush, whatever. He's a nice guy. I want to be his friend. But I, <laughs> by the time those famous surfers got off stage, everyone was filing out. And I did not have, it's just one of those bar shows that, was packed with people, but then they filtered out and I did my set to one third of them. Yeah. Because uh, it was like a, a long show, but I had fun. But afterwards, my point is this this couple, uh, Britt and Amy Lee Allen, they were like, we live near here. You obviously shouldn't drive all the way back because it's like three hours. And they let, they live in a guest house next to a giant, beautiful, modern mansion and i just had it to myself they're like no. oh my it what? was i yeah i just stumbled on the most beautiful sleeping situation <laughs> with my was new it friends on the coast like right by the water yeah you could see the ocean right there Ugh. it and i was like how and and brit's job was taking things right when someone dies she rushes there in something like an ambulance and extracts donor like we're talking oh, yeah. spinal cords, uh, sciatic nerves. Like she mm -hmm. pulls them out like a snake and coils them up. I don't know, puts them in a cooler. <laughs> she it does was, that. <laughs> and she was the most like funny, not you expect someone like that to be like a, you know, a funeral director type personality. But it, I was so impressed with her job. And I bet she can take out adrenal glands. That's That's where I was getting to. I Is bet it she a could. Plan? Like she would t be able to tell us 
where the adrenals actually, I bet there's somewhere in your neck, right, or something? Yeah, yeah. Adrenal glands? Mine are... Armpits? Yeah, they got them in the pits. I've had people with uh, armpit gland problems where they had some issues and had to get cut on the armpit. That's all I know. Uh, (laughs) But what a stressful job, like like dealing with something that valuable and sitting in with surgeons, but being part of the surgery and violently pulling someone apart. And t- but it was just her job. It was like a to her, it's like working on a car, like a mechanic. Oh, do you know for a fact it's violent? I bet it isn't violent. To get uh, extract things from a body, just knowing I when I made the mistake of watching my hip surgery, how insanely. You're right. Yeah. And I guess when you're pulling things and there's a skeleton involved, or mu- <laughs> you have to move a lot of shit to get to these important. Oh, organs and everything and yeah, that you're right that requires strength and draws a life and st- i mean not to get all crazy uh gross but oh man so sorry these were just people you'd never met never before met. that were basically like hey. i knew right away sitting in the audience when they're laughing at me and it looks like they don't paddle out on waves that they were they do you need a ride fans and they were oh. and uh, I took pictures with them and we went and got in and out and I stayed at their fancy house and they're my new friends for life so Britain Amy Lee thanks for listening to do you need a ride yeah that's yeah cool. that's a shout out to the Allens hell yeah because I stupidly I just went to do this show with no plan of where I'm like that's ah, <laughs> probably an hour south I'll just turn around drive back. Of course not. I had three beers, and then <laughs> the show ended late, and I was three hours away. It took forever to get there. So they saved the day. Nice. Much like she does with people and organs. Now, you must have known about what she does for a living when you went to stay there. Was there any fear that she might steal your spleen? Uh, it was lingering. I didn't know them that well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did sleep with my eyes open all night looking good, at the good, door. Good. That's how they get the retinas. I was also in a modern, you know, the kind of big boxy glass house where a lot of these current uh, horror movies take place. It mm-hmm. wasn't a haunted, scary house. It was more like sleeping with the enemy, kind of domestic violence, things turned. Yeah. Yes. You don't know your husband as well as you thought you did. Yep. Yeah. Very open space. Plenty of time for me to see someone running at me with garden Mm-mm. shears. There was also a garden. Uh, a cat was on the loose. We were worried about the cat. I'm like, what if it's a pet cemetery cat? There's a lot of things that were going through my mind. <laughs> Halloween is among us. Halloween is upon us. It is upon us. And I I mean, there's all this pressure. What do we do? Go out, go to a hayride. Do we go to a pumpkin patch, which I drove by several very active with families, pumpkin patches. I guess that's something you do with kids. It is. In fact, my sister just had to take her first grade class to a pumpkin patch. And the morning, we talk to each other every morning as she drives to work. And she was so mad. And I was like, <laughs> I, it made me immediately start laughing. I was like, why are you this mad about the pumpkin patch? She's like, you don't understand. It's really hot and it's boring. <laughs> and she was like talking about it. Where I was like, it might be about something else besides the bunker patch. It was so funny, but she was kind of joking. And then she was like, the thing that's actually cute is the kids, because they're in first grade, they're not excited about the pumpkin patch. They're excited to go on a bus. 
Like right. it's the whole the whole field trip is exciting to them. Like from right. the moment it begins. But the part they're the most excited about is they all get to go on the bus. Yeah. I for me, of course it's for kids, but I do get excited about Halloween. More like I wanna be somewhere right now where I'm walking through crunchy leaves. I wish it was colder. Yes. Uh, you know, I I love this time of year. All the seasons that have been torn from me by moving somewhere that's 75 degrees, it always sounds like you're bragging. But it's 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 beautiful and sunny here all the time, but also too hot. But Today it was like 92. Right? I know. And it's crazy. My, there's no, the passing of time is not ever benchmarked by seasons. And I my life is flying by. I think that happens when you get older anyway. But, oh, I could use some. I could use a long, cold winter. <laughs> well, no, that makes sense because a pumpkin patch or like a haunted corn maze or something like that is like this definitive, we are in fall. It doesn't yeah. matter how hot it is outside. We know this for a fact. But like when you're older and you don't have kids or whatever, it you don't really do stuff like that because it just feels like it's for other people. Yeah, it is. And I drove by slowly and I watched them voyeuristically, but in a holiday <laughs> mood. <laughs> Much like I do during Christmas, and I slow down. Sometimes I park. I watch them open their presents. I mean... And I think about my own family as I get closer <laughs> to the window and breathe a foggy circle to then draw a sinister pentagram. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Pull uh, the so. balaclava down <laughs> over your face. Yeah, I just turned it to Halloween as you again. Whisper, Merry Christmas. <laughs> when the, one of the first times I saw you do stand-up at Largo... I know I've brought this up before, but do you remember your, you had like a hayride or a hay maze or a corn maze. Mm -hmm. You were just talking shit about it in a conversational way. So of course I'm not going to ask you to repeat it, but I laughed. I'm like, that person is very funny. Thank One you. One day we're going to do a podcast together. <laughs> For 19 years. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, here's the thing, and this is the the one part. I talked about it for so long and described it in such detail. But the thing that is the truth about that bit is we all went to a haunted corn maze at, at like some kind of like freestanding mom and pop Halloween um, event space, right? Sure. So there was like food trucks and you could... The, also, we got really stoned, and there was a guy who was swallowing swords out front, and he picked me, which is the weirdest thing. No one ever picks me. I always present as a person who does not want to participate, so I never get picked. And sure. the sword swallower picked me to help him do his bit, and I was just like, "It's it shouldn't be me. Like, I kept trying to give him the signal of, like, whatever you're doing, I should not be involved in this. Did I'm you not. think about displaying a very shaky hand? I know. <laughs> like, I, I kind of would just, like, I don't know, like, just Wait, did he want you to lower the sword into his gullet? No, he wanted me to pull it back out once oh, he put either. it in. Now, uh, right? God, I don't want to be involved in the, that. Yeah, and you, also it's it's unsanitary. He was, but also dangerous. Like, what if I do it wrong? And he was just like, "Just go fast, go fast." And he was like, <laughs> "It was horrible." But then when we actually got in. And we walked right up. The whole point was the haunted corn maze. Yeah. And we're in a group of people. And we walk up. And it's only as we enter the corn maze do I realize I, I'm legitimately, I do not want to do this. Like this, what we're about to do, I fucking hate, which is walk through a thing and have people 
jump out. Like people oh. who want to be actors jump out at me. Like yeah. I didn't think it through until we were actually starting to do it. Or I'm like, my heart starts racing and I'm just like, this is everything I hate in one big batch of corn. It's even more scary when you know they're not union. Right? Also, there'd Scabs. be a uh, claustrophobia or just all the fears we have instilled in us from The Shining of actually feeling like there's no way out. I yes. I don't think I want to be in a maze situation either, the more I think about it. No. And in that one, it isn't a true maze because you have to follow a certain path. Like, they're not just letting you wander. Oh. But it still was just the thing where I went, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to do this. It's not daytime. I'm not with children. Yeah. Like, this whole everything about this is not what I like. Well, I thought I wouldn't like the not scary farm, <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> puns, uh, but I totally did. And it was because I was getting scared, but no one was allowed to actually touch you. It's just like little jump scares. But yep. after, you know, 20 minutes of getting scared, you're expecting it. And then you're just admiring the costumes and everything. And I totally had fun and I didn't uh, think I was going to. I like that. We went one year and there was guys that were running around and they had like crushed Coke cans knee on their pads. knee pads. Yeah. And they would run and slide Sparks. at you screaming and sparking. Yeah. but And so it was, I, I just could, I thought that was so ingenious because I'm like, yeah, you can't people, you, you can't touch people. You shouldn't touch people. Yeah. But that is just as good as that because it's yeah. shocking and like bizarre yeah. and like what is coming at me. Also, just like when you just said a gardener with <laughs> shears running at you, because that's also in um, Get Out. Remember when the guy just is starts running toward him and it's oh. like so scary. It's so strangely scary. But then he runs right past him. Yes. <laughs> He's just out for a jog. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, imagery in that it was very scary to me. Very scary. What else is scary this Halloween season? What about if you, if someone was like, there is a real haunted house, it's on the haunted house registry, it's a bed and breakfast, do you want to go stay there? What would you, would you stay? For one night to see if something would happen? Yeah. Um, I guess I so. I guess it depends. So too. It, it kind of depends on who I was with because if it's somebody that's jumpy and panicky, right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. If if it's someone yeah. that's like, we've got to investigate this. If it was one of those ghost investigation guys with the big necklaces, yeah, I might it, be into it because they're like going to handle it. Right. So if there's like infrared goggles involved, you would do it. <laughs> if somebody was had a like an e meter or whatever those things are, yeah, and they were kind of treating it scientifically, maybe. But I feel like I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't do it by myself, and uh, because I believe in that stuff. Like yeah. I know I feel like ghosts are real, or that those things when people talk about those experiences. They, it's real. Yeah. It's just kind of unexplainably real. Yeah. When uh, growing up, I thought, because I'd never had any experience, looking back, though, I certainly have. I just was trying to ignore them because I was trying to be cuff tough, Karen. Cuff tough. <laughs> uh, I was trying to be could just roll up my sleeves and be cuff tough. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. But uh, I did, when I stayed at a bed and breakfast, uh, just whatever was affordable. One time I was doing a show in New Orleans, and it was clearly 
I mean, the place was a mess. There was stuff everywhere, but the room they set up for me, uh, there was like clothing hanging. Like they were trying to scare me. And I I just fell asleep and slept into the my showtime. And I don't remember even being that tired. I was drugged by a ghost, I think. I don't, it's still <laughs> unexplainable to me. I know I just <laughs> bragged about how easily I can sleep. But then I had to run in the rain with an umbrella for a mile to get to my show. And uh, I still will never know why I passed out like that. I think it was a ghost. Did they oh, maybe do that? like, uh, yeah, they were releasing a tiny bit of gas into the room at the people that you rented the room from. Yeah. They were, maybe they were just trying to keep you there. Yeah, they were. I mean, and uh, the scariest part about the place, there was no parking was down the street. <laughs> that is horrifying. Yeah, I. Uh, but it was a, uh, and I looked it up later, it was famously a haunted house that you stay at. People oh, stay really? there as a stunt, and I did not know that. It was just the most affordable <laughs> ghost experience that let you stay the night. <laughs> well, New Orleans is so old, it's filled with, there's so much crazy shit that happened there that it is filled with haunted spots, my, I believe. My friend uh, Shruti did the music for the new uh, Anne Rice's interview with a vampire, which takes place in New Orleans. And it's, oh. and the, she's, the, the music is great. I just watched the introductory episode, but it's, it's very, yeah, uh, everything spooky is New Orleans. New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans is very spooky. It's it funny when I, you know, I, I think it's starting to happen more often as I get older, where I fully just say sentences backwards. Yep. It's almost like it's a superpower that'll never help me. You know what partially I think it might be, too? Is, what's wrong with me? Well, it's wrong. what's <laughs> wrong with everybody? We're not around other people as much as we normally are. Yeah. I mean, it, more and more you, you're getting to be. Yeah. But it's almost like we just haven't been practicing in that way of just like, I am silent a lot of the time until I'm podcasting. There's You're been a right. couple times where like when I'm recording with George and then I'm like, and it's like a frog in my throat where I'm like, oh, this is the first thing I've said aloud today. That's crazy. I have not talked to anyone in 24 hours. And the last person I talked to was you when we recorded yesterday. That's yeah. a gap of, of voice and brain <laughs> relaxation yes. that needn't happen. One entire day. Perhaps maybe the new thing should be when we wake up in the morning, we we make our beds as we know is best for our mental health, right? Tidy yeah. up. Instead of drinking a bunch of coffee, you get some hot water and some lemon, like an mm -hmm. opera singer, and then you just do some vocal warm-ups. Me, me, I, me, me, I love me. New York. I need well, New York. Uh, apples and bananas and the lots of fruit. I don't know a lot of them, so I make them up. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, two, one, one, two, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one. I can do it faster than that if you want to really be annoyed. Uh, yeah, no, speed is important too. Speed, addiction, all of, and then just saying stuff, just words and practicing. It's all important. The thing that I'm annoyed with is because I, I set my alarm, I made my bed, I started my day because I have a tax appointment tomorrow. Mm. I missed my extension. I, in a lot of ways, I mean, we, when we first met, we both had this mounting tax issue. It was, yes. but I kind of let it happen again. Just last years, not multiple years. So it's, Good. it's not that daunting. I just need to add up expenses. But once I made my bed, I'm like, hey, this feels good. I'm off the floor. I've just been cleaning my house all day. I yeah. have yet. 
And I'm like, well, I like to write all my expenses on my iPad and it's not charged up. So I might as well finish <laughs> watching The Watcher. I just come up with excuses and I have yet, I have not started my taxes and I have an appointment tomorrow. Can I make a suggestion? Please. Because honestly, I think, well, I have, of course, read almost every self-help book there is. And there is the real effective, like, strategy of doing things for only 10 minutes. So you sit down, you go, I'm only going to, I'm going to, like, basically, like, you're going to do all your car costs, whatever. Right, right. You just do section by section every okay. morning for 10 minutes. Then it's not, I have to do all of this for hours. And it, and that's what makes you get back up out of the chair. What's my reward in between sessions? Cigarettes? Neighborhood yes, walks? You can, you can have one cigarette. You can have a cup of hot lemon water for your voice. Or you can have a third thing that you choose around your home or kitchen. Maybe I'll just go on little walks. My neighborhood is... Uh, all Victorian homes. It maybe will also fill this uh, Halloween-shaped hole in my soul if yes. I just walk around and look some of these spooky houses, one of them, the Thriller House. Are they all decorated? No, I was thinking, you know, I was, I'm always thinking of my Plan B jobs. What if I went door to door and I'm like, hi, I decorate houses for Halloween, and I just charged $5,000, but you know, $500 in, 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 and I just spider webbed it up. Uh, I'm starting to realize I don't want to do my new job. Yeah. Because that's like, <laughs> you need a ladder. You're going to get mad a bunch of different times. Yeah. And also on TikTok, there's a woman who was like, I got bored. So I decided to decorate the front of my house. I think people, especially LA people, if they're going to pay you. They expect like yeah. the highest level decoration this woman, and I think her husband made her this almost like a, um, not a scaffold, but like a, you know, whatever, like a wooden thing that then she could hang. And like, she was putting sticks and all these yeah. things. So it almost looked like a haunted forest entrance oh, to her see, house. I've, it looked that, amazing. I would have fun making that. I guess there'd be moments of frustration, like how, where, oh my God, I have to take back this ladder I borrowed. Or why I poked my eye with a stick, but yep. I do like getting crafty, you know? Yes, you do. And there's the immediate satisfaction of of like, oh, I just made that look cool. Let me, I don't get that with adding up receipts. Can I? No, of course you don't. That's like, <laughs> that's, that's why this, as soon as you can, you should just put it all over. When I used to go to a place to get my taxes done, and it really did fill me with all the dread that you are feeling. Yes. I just had all my receipts shoved into a manila folder and the guy would just pull everything out and then just ask me a question. So it's not like you have to figure everything out yeah, to the well, dime. I don't they, keep It has receipts. to be a conversation. Receipts expire in, uh, like, I see them turn to shiny, translucent pieces of paper. I've quit. I haven't had a receipt or kept a re I just look at my bank statement and I go from there. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, my past. Yes, yeah, so that's my big receipt. I mean, all my ex expenditures. I have an idea. Yes, please. Okay, because you're art-based, can you buy yourself, and this could be an expense that you write off and it goes, it reduces the tax base. What if you went to CVS and you bought one of those packets of like five different color highlighters? Yes. And then you went through your, you print your bake statement. So you have some hard copies and yes. you go through and you highlight different. This is my car expenses. This is my blue, blue expenses. This is for showbiz. You're describing exactly what I do on my iPad, except I zoom in 
because you can pinch and zoom in and I do it. Yeah, everything's color coded, just like you're saying. But I'm let I've, I've let my <laughs> iPad charge up all day. So it's the same <laughs> concept, but much easier if I just had a dry erase board. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Just highlighters and a hard copy. It's almost more art-like because I yeah. think when things are on the computer, it feels like this far away. It's not as satisfying to be yeah. done. You get to the last paper, you slam them all down, you scream fuck you at the ceiling, you celebrate however you, Yeah, right? I punch a hole in a pumpkin. Yeah, I have my yeah. whole routine. But I, I, I really, I do, I think that you're right also, because now when I do my art and illustration on my iPad, I draw on the iPad too. That's how I actually make my art. And it's less fun than getting messy and doing it on paper. I got to go back to hard copy creating. Just see if you prefer it, because just remember it's a choice. And sometimes that, just the tactile, it feels like more of an accomplishment. Like, here, I look, I did that line. It's pink. This one's blue. Look at me figuring shit out. Then you yeah. put it down for 10 minutes. Then you go back to it for 10 minutes. If you're watching TV simultaneously, you, like, put it down for a little while. But then you can also listen as you yeah. do it. You don't yeah. have to stare at the TV. Oh, this, this is what I, and I always save it tonight at nighttime because I feel like that's when my brain is operating better because of stand-up, I guess. I don't know. I, Maybe. I, I put everything off to the last minute and that's what I'm doing. What about this though? Because you're, there's a lot, it feels like there's a lot of self-judgment in the way you're talking about I this. Am. And there's a lot of, and it and doesn't work. And I want work. you to judge me right back. No, because that doesn't work. <laughs> Beating yourself up isn't going to get it done mm -mm. because if that did work, I would have never had four years of taxes that I didn't pay attention to. All it is is you have to chip away yeah. in the way that you know how and then turn it over to that person that you're going to give it to or whatever, yeah, yeah. TurboTax, however he gets, you do it. He gets, yeah, I just, there's so many uh, different states that I have to return tax forms for. I need his help. And he used to work for the IRS, so he he's very helpful in that way. What looks good or looks bad. Um, but I, uh, yeah, he gets so happy when I have it all itemized for yeah. him that I got I got to keep Think doing it. Think of him. Can you print up a little picture of him and put it on your coffee table as you're doing it? And it's like, this is for you, Jerry. I'm. This is my work for you. And yeah, and when I go to do my taxes, I'll have a framed photo of me and I'll put it on his desk and aim That's it right. at him. And then so, even <laughs> though you're sitting there, you tap on it and you say, think of this guy. Yes. Think of this guy while you're asking for that money back. <laughs> even though I'm right here also. If your <laughs> eyes me. drift away, like because you're looking at your keyboard and all the paperwork, <laughs> I'm going to put this down closer to where you're looking in case you don't want to look up at me like maybe it hurts your neck. I'm also down here. <laughs> I'm I'm everywhere, and he looks up, and I've I've his entire <laughs> office <laughs> pictures of me at different ages. You're gonna make it fun for him. You're gonna make it fun for you. You're gonna approach it like this is actually could be fun. And I'm a hypocrite for saying all this because I didn't do my taxes for four years. That's why I brought it up to you, and you're still making me feel better because I forgot about these little breaks I can take. Yes, that I'm just gonna be say up that all that's night. That's the key. I find when I have something that I have to get done, I automatically start doing as, like you're saying, you clean your whole house, right? Yeah. You you automatically start doing something else. If you know that's what you're going to do, they do, you don't have to pretend this is like a secret that you're doing. Like I learned sometimes if I have to write something, I start writing a second thing so that I can bounce back and forth. And then I don't dislike the first thing. I just am treating both of them like, you know, if you're 
like if you're trying to write like a script or something and it's like, oh, I don't have any ideas and I'm not, this is bad. Then it's like, fine, it's bad, bail, go to the other thing, write that until you think it's bad and then go back and reread the first thing and you're like, it's not bad, it's good, I'm gonna keep going, now I have this idea. And you just kind of like, it's not tricking yourself, it's more like that's, our brains are very weird and complex and you have to kind of like give it all the things it needs to keep going. Yeah, yeah, and I have to see little bits of progress to keep going. Mm -hmm. I think dry erase is the way to go. You mean like you're going to put it up on a whiteboard like Representative Katie Porter and just yeah. like let everybody know? Red yarn and photos and evidence, <laughs> and I'm going to solve this tax crime that's happening to me <laughs> yes, yes. and find out that it's me that's doing the crimes. You're the one paying <laughs> paying for gas. <laughs> every, every I'm the one days. using 5,000 miles of my car's <laughs> mileage for business. I'm the one that has an office that's not really 70 feet from my living area. <laughs> I'm the... Whatever, there's so many examples. So did I many. really give money to charity? Or did I throw clothes away and <laughs> say that I gave them away? Oh, no. So many times I donated things at Goodwill and the guy that worked there would be like, do you want a receipt? And I'd be like, no. And then later on, the tax person would be like, why would you do that? That's like, that is like you $150 write-off. And I'd just be like, I don't, because I don't play by the rules. Yeah. Because I'm so different. And then you spray paint your name on the wall with a backwards R because you don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I scream punk rock. Oh, also, don't forget to use your timer when you're doing your 10 or 15 minute increments because then it'll show you how quickly time passes. Yes. And then I won't get you know, distracted every two minutes. I'm like, the timer's going. I got to do this. I'm going to do 15-minute increments. Yeah. Okay. See I feel happens. better about You've actually made me feel a lot better. It's a daunting thing. I, 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 And I miss the deadline. I just feel dumb for that. Oh, while I was Everyone making my- Everyone does, though. Everyone yeah, does. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm just my general ability to postpone things to the last minute. I really want to outgrow that, but I, I think I'm done nah. growing. I'm, a, I'm an adult man. I'm actually getting shorter. I'm <laughs> uh, 5'9", going on 5'8". And You can write that off. That's good. Tell I can write off one whole inch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's worth $500. Um, well, uh, update. I, I, the lizard came out. Uh, the tailless lizard, while I was making my bed, he ran out. <gasps> And oh. I'm not kidding. He just was standing in my living room and he looked at me. I know I've talked about this with turtles, but he looked me at my face and mm -hmm. I saw his little eyes and he hung out by the door and I walked by him and he didn't scurry away. And I opened the door and he ran out. <laughs> he knew you were his friend. He grabbed a newspaper and he brought it to me. <laughs> He yeah. said, "He said it was fun to curl up on your shoulder last night as you slept. And you're like, what? Have you thought about getting life insurance? See, Hi I there. can't. That's a Got joke guys. from last episode. Remember? That's a tag to last week. That's for the OG <laughs> Dinar heads. Yeah, the dinosaurs yeah. that are you know there for us. You know who you are. And can I sleep over? <laughs> <laughs> That's what podcasts are for. Yeah. It's like Airbnb, but conversations. Uh, but he was really cute and a lot bigger than I thought. And how much bigger? Uh, Show with your hands. Uh, like a penis length. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good one. 
but no, that's what the tail yeah, was big. gone. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty he big. was pretty big. Yeah, you mean that's torso alone? You weren't you weren't like no, that's adding the, the tip in. of the nose to back of the stump, detach area to detach area, the scene of the crime. Oof. Before I left, I did a little cute little chalk outline. But he'll be he said, okay. Take your tail with you, son, or you son of okay. a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Take your tail. Don't you let your tail hit you on the way out. And then I throw his tail at him and <laughs> hit him. <laughs> and then oh. he puts his hat on, and then it's the theme to the odd couple starts up. My favorite is a worm. It starts raining, and a worm gets all excited to go on a walk because they like the rain. He's like, I'm mm. going to go for a stroll, honey. And he has a little hat and... A little bow tie. What's the kid's book where the worm had a bow tie? That's always... the Richard Scarry book or like Busy Town. Yes. Where, yeah. You know. The you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Uh. All those things, those memories from childhood. This is another funny thing, not to talk about my sister so much, but she also being a first grade teacher is still around all the books that we had when we, in the 70s. Oh, yeah. So every once in a while, she did it to me today. She'll just send me like... um Remember, uh, <laughs> like those Sid Hoff books. Like she'll send me oh. a picture of the um, like there was one where it was uh, dinosaurs don't dinosaurs don't grab or something like that. There's like a pol- a book about manners, but it's all dinosaurs. Um, okay, Sid Hoff. He was like he was kind of like Maurice Sendak adjacent. He was, okay. he, all his books, you would absolutely recognize the illustrations from his books. Okay. Was he, uh, did he do the Everybody Poops book? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Hold on, let me, I'm going to look it up and tell you exactly what books he wrote. We got a note from Annalise that it's Danny and the Dinosaur. Yes, Amy. Yes. yes. Thank you, Annalise. See, that's producing, and the, and and thank me for for the first time ever uh, recognizing the chat. Usually, I'm bad at multitasking, <laughs> but in the yeah. preparation of doing my taxes, I find that I can carry a lot. Also, I'm on uh, Adderall <laughs> and Ridley. What? No, you never told me. I do know that Adderall makes me a superhero, so I guess that means I need it. Okay, so what what's the book? Well, no, I was just, there's Thunderhoof. It was, Thunderhoof. That's about a horse. Julius, who's a gorilla. There's Danny and the dinosaur, where a boy basically just gets a dinosaur and then walks around town saying fuck you to people because he has a dinosaur. It's pretty great. Don't forget Amy's dinosaur. Wait, can you see that? Oh, no, why is it blurry? It's thinking it's your blurry background. Oh, oh, <laughs> did I blur the background? Oh, Isn't- that was me the other night before while we were... <laughs> Me yeah. and Steven went through and we're like, hey, look at all these things you can do. And basically like changed our backgrounds. I like it. I didn't realize I was still blurred. That was purely just to show myself that I could do it. It's funny because yesterday when you had it that way, I, I put on my reading glasses and I was like, well, these don't work anymore. But it's Ooh. just, yeah, it's your your blurry background. I like it, it was, though. <laughs> I Oftentimes when we're talking, I get uh, distracted by the hard edges of your couch and pillows. <laughs> By the completely blank wall behind me and absolutely no decorations. <laughs> Some people really, really decorate for the Zoom shot. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, 
I kind of got blamed for that with my uh, outdoorsy wallpaper, but I'm, I, I assured everyone, no, I did this before I knew uh, the world was becoming so private, you know? Yeah. But you got yeah. blamed? Who blamed you? Uh, there's a lot of finger pointing during these <laughs> Zoom comedy shows. Oh, look at Chris. <laughs> he paid for wallpaper to make <laughs> up for his jokes not being finished. A lot of finger I pointing. I can't believe they said that out loud to you on yeah, the Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Well, they thought so their mean. chat, they thought their audio was off. The oh. audience was like, oh, look at this bullshit wallpaper. And you started crying. You said, I wish I was back with the surfers. Yeah. I was back in Encinitas. <laughs> At least they were silently judging me. I Wait, think so they actually got... A... Sorry, go no, no, no. I think they were actually mad because I said, I don't surf. I'm scared of surfing. If I said the line about it feels like falling off a roof and having the house chase you. But they, they were like, oh, well, then you don't belong in this part of town. Uh, they screamed poser and said, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm mm. like, I skate, jerks, okay? And it's I'm not talking longboards. I can balance on things yeah, with other like, boys. That's what I did for most of the show. <laughs> just on one leg, <laughs> plates, <laughs> a pencil on the tip of my nose. Just kind of a, a real hard lean to the right. Yeah, look at that. I could be in a V8 commercial. They weren't <laughs> impressed. <laughs> they don't care. But I was going to say, I think it's really... It's very impressive and telling. Like, there's so many people doing comedy that there's a subgenre of stand-up surfers. That's kind of crazy. Mean, two of the guys I know from when I worked at Fuel TV as professional surfers. Oh, and that's wow. how I got, they say, hey, do you want, we're doing this comedy show. And they all had jokes and it was good to see them, but they've retired from surfing and getting into the lucrative world of stand-up comedy. Yeah, really? Yeah. Why? I mean, it's the same rush. You paddle out. That's the setup. You stand at the crest of the wave. That's, yeah. that's the middle part of the joke. Yep. And then you get held underwater under a coral reef. That's the punchline. It's just like <laughs> dangerous surfing. You get I, held under a coral reef. <laughs> that's you get been, tucked under it. That's what I think. Even when I'm in Venice, I think I'm going to end up under a coral reef being held under while being stung by a spiny underwater glow-in-the-dark spiny fish. In your surfing days, have you ever seen a big fish or a th creature near you? Yeah. In Oregon, I was out there with little, but they're little sea otters. Like sweet little <gasps> guys, they're like, hi, I'm basically a dog. See no. you later. It's pretty cute. Like little face <laughs> with whiskers coming up to say, hey, how's the how's the surf? Sorry, I don't know a lot of the human words. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, it, in Oregon, there's a lot. And I think that's why there's more sharks there, too. Like in cold water. And, and you know this from like they surf under the Golden Gate Bridge. NorCal, baby. NorCal, baby. Fucking black trucks and have your socks all the way pulled to the top. <laughs> Don't forget your flat-brimmed hat, because we're about to get metal militia on your ass. Sorry, that 
See, that's who I should have been on stage. Yes. I should have been NorCal specific. You're just like, you're like me where when we used to do that show with April Richardson at the Improv Lab and I would get on stage and say comedy is over. Then people would be (laughs) bummed and I'd be like, oh, I didn't do very well. It's like, stop (laughs) telling people to not like you. Don't get on stage and be like, here's our differences. Here's what's not going to work. Like they don't like it. <laughs> they want it, everyone to be the same. They want unity. Yeah, I did. Oh, I was U-N-I-T-Y for the first part of my set. But then as they Give started to filing. Him, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's Queen Latifah. Sorry, I had to do it. I had to make the reference. <laughs> but uh, then when they were actually leaving, I had to address our differences as they went out the door. Well, yeah. It had to be addressed. I had for the people that remain there, like, why is this happening? Why are people leaving? It's not me, it's our differences. It's (laughs) that are driving you out. (laughs) They love the ocean. I'm a landlubber. Oceans only. (laughs) That's where you meet mermaids for dating. Mm Mm-hmm. I there was some video that I saw surely (laughs) on TikTok, and it was like people are surfing, and then this camera goes underwater and there's seals swimming along with them they just kind of don't know yet because they're like in the wave oh it's oh, the best wow. my my dad's cousin who we used to drive down to visit all of his cousins and my great grandma in san diego we'd drive all the way from montana in a hot air conditionless buickless saber <laughs> and uh his cousin bill who was such a sweet man and and taught me how to get up on a surfboard when i was young he was a photographer, underwater photographer, and he, he shot a lot of surfing. And then he did early like Photoshop manipulation of like, like he'd take a picture of a iceberg and have it hovering above the water. Like before people were doing a lot of computer manipulation of photos, he was a neat man. Wow. And I just a shout out to Bill. Bill. Wilson. <laughs> Uncle, did you call him Uncle Bill or Cousin Bill? I just called him Mr. Wilson, and then I shot him with a slingshot. (laughs) I've heard of you guys. Yeah, they were they were really cool, and there there was all this talk of like, hey, let's switch houses. We want to go to Montana when it's sub zero, and be in your cold house. And we're like, uh, fucking, you're welcome to it. But it it never happened. Yeah, it didn't. It it didn't work out. The house swap never worked. They didn't mean it. I think they did. We just, I don't know. I think my whole family is, if you offer us something, uh, we won't accept it. <laughs> I was I was raised to say no to any handouts or favors or yes. offers for help. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, that's... That's a yeah. shame. That brings dishonor to your ancestors. You yes, can't yes. That. Oh, yeah. God, I can't do that to Christopher Fairbank, my distant acting relative over in <laughs> London, England. <laughs> And other relatives. (laughs) I have a thing where, like, I I know that people do this. It's very much like how I would never send food back at a restaurant. Yeah. Oh God, no. I've never seen anyone do it. I've never. That's not what my family does. I will hide under the table if someone at my table does it. Right. And so embarrassed. People that work in kitchens are like people do it all the time. You absolutely should do it. They want you to have the best meal possible. But it's like I distinctly remember. I'm sure I've told you the story. Being in San Francisco with my parents, when I was like eight years old, and we went to a restaurant in North Beach, and it was we had to kind of pick it randomly because we were like 
it was, we were waiting to go somewhere. We decided to go to dinner. It was a random choice. My parents ordered their food. It was delivered. They tried it and they both were laughing at how bad it was. Not even <laughs> laughing, but just kind of like, oh my God, this is all, whatever. And the waiter, when the waiter came back and was like, how is everything? And they both looked up, wonderful, thank you so much, and lied oh. straight to his face. And I sat there, I was just like, what you hate it. Like, it's not even like, it's just passing fine. It's like, <laughs> you think it's disgusting. And they were, because I think in their minds, because they both were raised with no money, they're like, we're not going to complain. That's what poor people do. We need to act like this is what classy people do is they would never oh, complain. And it's like, it's actually, that's not true. It's the opposite. Yeah, Rich people yeah. are the ones bitching constantly and sending shit back. Didn't yeah? James Corden just got uh, outed for something like that. I just read about it. I was like, oh. I read it, and I'm like, well, that's what people do. They are like, want everything to be perfect at a restaurant. But uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to me like that's a poor person thing. But my family does the same stuff. My we were at an Applebee's, and she, <laughs> it wasn't a hair in her food. It was like someone took a clump of hair off of a off of a brush. <laughs> it was like someone fuck this job. I quit and yeah. shoved it in her <laughs> pasta. It was like from the fresh and healthy menu so it was already flavorless and there <laughs> she very cautiously was like, "Um, there's hair in my food." And he's like, "Oh, it might be from the basting brush." And she said, "No, this is like an actually and she pulled up it was a giant hairball, oh, like a. Oh. It was, and the guy was like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> and and they're like, "Why didn't you scream something immediately?" We almost <laughs> didn't say anything. She was eating around it because she was hungry. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, my family's the same way. It's like, it's just. Well, also, I think I think stuff like that is like you need the experience. I think it's like my parents were raised. They never went out to dinner. They never went out to restaurants as growing up. That just wasn't like something they got to do. So they want to act like their idea of what the best uh, guest at a restaurant would act like. that, yeah. And it's all made up where it's just like, you know, you have to. I remember one time this was heartbreaking to me. I was in college and we went to an Italian restaurant. So I was super broke and I just ordered um, pasta with butter on it because there was <laughs> Parmesan cheese on the table. Sure. And I was like, oh, that's actually my favorite, just Parmesan cheese and butter and pepper. Really? Outside of your house? Well, yeah, because I, I don't like red sauce. It's gotcha. a whole thing. I'm very picky. But, but and I was just like, oh, yeah, just some spaghetti with some Parmesan cheese on it. Yeah. Well, I put the Parmesan cheese on the spaghetti and I'm tasting it. It doesn't taste right. But I'm just like, well, this is all I have. And so I try to take like two more bites. Eventually, I realize some, it was the Parmesan cheese that stayed on the table all the time. So some asshole fucked around and put sugar into the Parmesan cheese. That's why it tasted bad. Because it was basically half sugar. Oh, my God. I just had that done to me at the, someone did, took the time to loosen the top of the pepper. Yes. And I got my food and poured a whole thing of pepper on it. <laughs> and guess what? I didn't say shit. I you scooped didn't? it off. No. I scooped off what I could. I mixed it up and I had extra peppery bowl of beans and rice or whatever I had ordered. In this day and age, you can say it. You can be like, hey, someone loosen this. Like they would be happy I know. to remake it. I was so hungry that I'm like, fuck it. I like pepper. <laughs> fuck it. 
<laughs> I like pepper. Let's do the viral pepper challenge. <laughs> Make it work. Don't sneeze <laughs> while you eat this thing. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. I do like pepper. I like pepper too. I think honestly, for for a long time, I was just like Parmesan cheese and pasta is kind of best case scenario for me. Then suddenly, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, whatever, it's all about when you go to a fancy Italian restaurant, cacio di pepe, which is literally that exact dish, but it's Italian and it's better because an actual chef makes it. Wait, what is it? What's cacio di pepe? It's I I don't know. It just means I think it just means spaghetti with Parmesan cheese and pepper on it. But it's oh, literally really? the exact the exact thing. Yeah, I oh, think they it's... might put a little egg yolk in there or something. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting hungry. I know. I think that's why we're talking about this. Do you think I should put off my taxes to make a large <laughs> meal? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you can only make the meal for 10 minutes at a time, and then yeah. you have to go do some highlighting. And then I between. can only take 10 bites. <laughs> You're right, though. Thank you for helping me with that. I That is You're what welcome. I'm going to do. I'm going to do it right when we're done. Into the night. I'm going to have a party with it. It's going to be great. Well, also, I think being allowed to take breaks, and also you can actually tell yourself, like, whatever your internal monologue is, you can also then go, okay, I heard you. Thanks. And then just do it. That's what, like, I think that's what, like, the grindy, you know, achievers do, where it's like, as creatives, which is something I loved that John Gaber said when we recorded with him, it was yesterday, but for this episode, it'll be Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, let's pretend. Sync. But overnight, but, I watched five episodes of his show and laughed until <laughs> I right? couldn't Isn't laugh. Right? is the best? I couldn't stop laughing. They are so, there's sweet moments. Watch a 101 uh, Places, Places to Party. To party. Before, Before you, you die. die. Uh, on the max. On the max. <laughs> I, I bit my tongue. I was so excited. Goddamn sharp molars. So good, right? Is it, aren't they just the most, two of the most delightful people yeah, as you watch I them love their just friendship. kind of party? And, and, and I love that visually it is just a travel and food show, but they say the gnarliest thing. Yeah. The whole when they're eating it and it made me want to go to Denver and go to all those places. I've already eaten at that, that mortuary or crematorium that is now a restaurant. Yeah. And the jokes they made were like the same as the jokes I made there yeah. to myself as alone. But, uh, this eat, <laughs> whatever he said about eating his dead dad's dick, that is not <laughs> a normal, like no. travel show. So it belongs on the max. And it was so funny. It's so, it's the two of them are such natural, funny people, but not, you know, sometimes, I mean, I think we, we can be like this. Our friends are like this, where when you're a stand up comic, you're so, you, I should just speak for myself. I love my ideas. So I'll fucking say it four times if I think you didn't hear me. And I, right. like, I'll hit it really hard or whatever. When they're hanging out and they're being funny, it's just like, it's there and gone. They'd never look back. And so there's a very, it's almost like it's a written show yeah. that they're delivering so naturally. But the truth of it is they're just both so funny yeah. that that's what it's like to sit at a table with them. But when there's a funny thing that one of them says, they definitely reward each other with laughter. Yo, uh, yeah. And it uh, it's, in fact, if you like this podcast, because Karen and I are such brilliant conversationalists <laughs> and friends, you will like that show. 101 Places to Party. But I, I swear to God, it was the, the first day that I watched it, 
it put me into a good mood because it, I felt like I was traveling and mm -hmm. I felt like I was hanging out with people. That's what it did to me yesterday. I was like, yeah. I'm on vacation. I'm not going to fucking start my taxes. For real. <laughs> and also, it made, it made me feel like I was friends with John Gabrus when I, and then when he was on this podcast, I'd never met him before, but I was like, I know this guy. Yeah. I love this guy. Yeah. I've, I He's do feel like both him and Adam Pally are my friends. Yeah. But, uh, it's, I would do that thing that I've done many times before. Once Josh Brolin was jogging by and I was on the beach, like wondering my, my hip hurt for a while. I was running on the sand. I think that's what rubbed off the last of my cartilage. But I, he was running by and he's not, Josh Brolin's short. He's my height, which was surprising. And his head was shaved. So it was just a familiar face. I was like, hey man. But I said it with such, I was sure I knew him. And he was like, hey. And but and then he realized he didn't know me. And I was like, I just not I'm like, I'm so sorry. And then I just kept I I didn't I'm still I think about that all the time. What could have been a budding friendship with with Josh Brolin? And no, I just got scared and ran been. away. He no. stopped. He seemed very interested in the fact that I was saying hi. You yeah, you tricked him. That's why I did. It was magic comes in so many forms. <laughs> <laughs> and I tricked him. But there is something, you're right. The kind of people, you know, who's like this, of course, is Flanagan, who runs Largo. When you first meet him, because I am so self-conscious and so self-aware and such an overthinker, when I first meet people, especially if I care in any way about the relationship or if they like me or whatever, it is awkward and weird and I act weird or whatever. The people who have it, the brilliant people are the ones who pretend like you already know each other and just start talking and act like, oh yeah, we hung out yesterday. He's That's done the that key. since day one. And it's yeah. it's effortless. I, I am like, oh yeah, we are friends. I've been around him once. What did yeah. he just do to me? Is it witchcraft? <laughs> it is. Yeah, Irish witchcraft. Yeah, he's very good at it. And now yeah. I miss him. I know. I do too. I, I told him I was going to go to Largo. He's still alive, everyone. He's still we, alive. We, he's we still with it. us. But he works all the time. Um, yeah. I was going to go to Largo just to see him and then go see, because Grant Lee Phillips was playing, who is the greatest. But um, yeah, yeah. then I, I like literally woke up the next day like, oh shit, I was supposed to do that. You know, that happens. I care, but not that much. That's right. my problem. Were you afraid that he would say, do you want to get on stage? you're up in five minutes and you wouldn't know how to say no to him because of his kind face? Um, a well, I don't think, not really, because I think I'm so out of practice. He would have been like, sounds good, because he knows I haven't done sets in so long. He's actually asked me to do a couple. Um, and I just, it's like, yeah, I just work too much to, I can't put a set together from home. Yeah. And I work too much to go start doing sets. And honestly, when I was doing sets before, like I really would love to do it again. I don't like the idea that I would take, I'm taking stage time away from like an up and comer youngster who's really trying and actually gives a shit. Yeah. Th that's the kind of thing that like when I was younger and I would watch people do that, I'd just be like, get off the fucking stage. Like you're just here to visit and get applause and we're all working. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, uh, I don't want to be that person either. But I'm going to ask him for some stage time. That being well, said. Well, and also, you should. But also, <laughs> you're not that person because you actually do sets in your headliner. There's there's a big difference. Well, thank you. 
uh, but I felt that lately I have not been doing the work, and it's the same reason. You you can tell when someone famous even, and they'll have a Netflix special. They've been doing all their writing from a private facility, <laughs> uh, like uh, you know, someone yes. training for uh, Olympic gymnastics. Uh, no one near them, or you know, Rocky working out in a barn. You have to be. If it would be hard if you're Chris Rock or someone though, and just go do sets somewhere, yes. like where does that guy practice? Where? Yeah, he has to do like secret drop-ins at the cellar. Yeah, you know, I guess. Yeah, but I also think that at that at a certain point, you know how it goes. You know what I mean? So it's like I think. Yeah, yeah I don't know. There's also some people who have like ultra constant confidence. Yeah, that is baffling to me. Yeah, I just don't know that I've seen anyone that is above needing to practice. Everyone loses that with stand-up. I don't know. That's why I like it so much. It's so damn hard. It's really hard. And when, like, I would love to do it again just because I would love to get good again. At I'd it. Like, that would be an amazing I'd feeling. I'd love for you oh, to hi, do it again. She, look who's oh, here. there's your dog. There she is. We've been hi. told about your visitation. Come here. Wait, what's that? Someone opened the door, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Melissa just <laughs> Melissa okay. just dropped up. Okay. But um, she. He, this is the thing that breaks my heart about Blossom, because she is a. Oh, she smells so good. <laughs> she smells so good. Um, because she is, you know, adopted or whatever, and she was at a foster home before she was here. Every time she leaves this house, she thinks she's being brought somewhere else or given away. Like, oh. it, it kills me, or at least at least that's what I imagine. So I'm always like, as Melissa was taking her away to take her to the to the groomers, I grabbed her head and went, you live here and you're coming back. Hi, good girl. <laughs> Come here. Yes. Understood. Oh. Also, she's like, she gets greasy. It's just a weird, her weird wire hair terrier yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. It gets gre real greasy, so now she's soft like a little snowball. Yeah, it's those Good greasy job. short hairs that those are the dogs. I still pet the shit out of them, but then Hell I have yes. to hold my hands like a surgeon who just washed <laughs> and 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 rub my hand. I I I'm very allergic to short haired dogs. I wish I wasn't, but I'm not allergic to lizards. I wonder if he'll come back. <laughs> I wonder if he'll ever come back. What if he comes back wearing a little dog hair coat? Would that, what would you do then? <laughs> He's, I've been on vacation. I bought this dog hair coat. Uh, I do want him to come back, but I don't know. There was nothing wrong with him living here. I feel bad I opened the door and kicked him out. Well, he, I think he needs to be outside. That's where yeah. his friends are. That's where his food is. I mean, I got bugs in here. Do you? Yeah. Oh, man. The place Wait. is riddled with all kinds of bugs. I wanted to tell you this earlier when we were talking about creepy stuff. Mm -hmm. So my sister taught me not to talk about my sister all the time. She's, she's pretty great. I'll talk about my sister. We've got our <laughs> sisters. We love our sisters. It's sister time. Yes. Welcome so, to sister chat. My sister, when she buys strawberries from the grocery store, she soaks them in water for like an hour before she rinses them and puts them in the refrigerator. And she does this because she saw 
a video on TikTok where you do it and sometimes there's little tiny, tiny worms in the strawberries uh. and they come out in the water. And then you can rinse everything off and you don't have those little bugs. Oh, man, I mean, if we all worried about the tiny, tiny bugs, I mean, you if you put scratch your face and put your fingernails under a microscope, there will be just a thousand sand crabs. Yeah. You know, there's all, I, I'm just going to go ahead and keep eating tiny worms. Well, no, your system is made for you to eat tiny worms. That's like, it's how we are as people. Yeah. But, Here's the thing. So I got some strawberries. So I was like, I'm going to be like my sister and soak these. And I soaked them and then rinsed them and then left them on the counter. And then they got moldy in like two days because there was too much water on them because oh. I can't <laughs> I can't handle anything. And then I went to clean the kitchen counter the next morning and there was a puddle of water. And when I walked over to it, I'll send you this video. There was little black worms like swimming back and forth oh, in this puddle of water. Okay. I swear to God. It okay, was... you sold me on, on getting out of my lifestyle of tiny worm eating. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my God, it was what? Because they were they got to basically spend a little time. I, I'll, I'll send you the video. Okay, wait. It was, it are, was do you think the worms are just hanging out on the surface or are they emerging from within the strawberry? Because that I can't handle. Uh, a surface. Okay. Well, I was about to blame strawberries and fruit in general. <laughs> <laughs> I will get scurvy if it means I can avoid. Uh, I don't know what scurvy is, but I don't want to eat any more worms. No, no. Well, you don't know when you're eating the worms, but this felt very, it was almost like next level of like, I don't want to be involved in anything that ends up in, in this. Wait, let me just super quick send you this video. Okay. Or do you not want to see it? Is it too creepy? Uh, no, I would love, it's Halloween. Send me the... I'm going to show you um, my new this, friend extracting a uh, sciatic nerve. Okay, it's just a nine-second video I'm sending you. Mm -hmm. Shocking. Okay. It's coming. I'm watching. Okay. Are you fucking kidding me? See? How big is this puddle? Tiny. At the end, it, I tip oh, up so, so you can get a sense of it. Those are just on strawberries. Yeah. Organic strawberries, I presume? <laughs> yes, organic. Oh, God. This is like an advertisement for pesticides, and I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, chemical aisle only. But here's the thing. when you I can't soak, believe that. The reason they were on the counter like that... They look like little eels. I know. But the, the soaking gets them out. That's why okay. they were on the counter. Okay. Because I got rid of them. I'm sold. I'm just going to soak strawberries right before I put them in my face. Great. Wow. That is actually a horrifying video you've sent me because it's not sorry. that small of a puddle. You you zoom out and and in the background I can see that they're actually, you know, very noticeable yeah. in size. I just walked up and that was what was happening on my counter. And then I was like, well, I need to capture this in some way because that's not good. That's absolute thing. Uh, well. I just sent you a follow-up picture to kind of cleanse your... Okay. Is it going to be of a puppy? Yeah. It's a puppy. Oh, how did I guess it? Oh my God, I zoomed in and the dog has worms. No. <laughs> Why'd you doesn't. send me a Come here. It back. shouldn't have been a photo She's of its back. inner ear. Yeah, no, that's a that's a clean, groomed, healthy <laughs> little dog. I they always put like a little scarf on the dog once she's clean, which is very cute. But oh, then yeah. I, but I have to take them off because I think it's so you know. 
want people to think your dog's a train robber. (laughs) 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 Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start my taxes. I'm going to open up my receipts and I'm going to... Remember, it's not about perfection. It's just about eventually getting it done and how fun it'll feel once you're done. Okay. I'm going to listen to music too. I'll periodically get up and dance to the music I'll be playing. There you go. Now I'm going to turn this into a tax form dance party. Also, highlight a line and then try to write a joke about what's in the line. So you're like, gasoline, $58. And then it's like, guys, have you noticed gas prices? (laughs) Oh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. (laughs) Right? Yeah. That can be your second task. Because I do have some tax jokes. Yes. Wouldn't it be nice if I had one for each category of deduction? Yes, it's time for a tax chunk. Yeah, and just do a whole set and start doing private corporates for accountants. Yes, they will (laughs) fucking love it. I'll be doing cruise ships. I'll be doing uh, seminars in Vegas. Yes. (laughs) It sounds awful. Guys, do you ever try to write off makeup and then remember you don't wear makeup? (laughs) And then you just hold the mic out to the audience as they fucking go insane, screaming, (laughs) laughing. This one knows what I'm talking about. Hey, plain face. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Hey. Do you have the flu or are you just not wearing the makeup that you wrote off? None of this is making sense right now. But this is just a placeholder for what you're going to do. It's hard to hear jokes from our new accounting sets without you have to actually be there. They need to be. Yeah, we need an audience. We need to know. I'm not going to do the makeup bit, but (laughs) that's basically what you're looking at is kind of like a weird little record of your life where you can literally go through and remember that day I bought that thing. Oh, that was that day. Right. Where's the bit? Where's the Honestly, bit out of that day? I'm not kidding. It is like going on a little, uh, you know, memory lane of the past year. Oh, yeah. I remember that sandwich. Right. Oh, I remember those shorts that didn't fit. I sent those back. I'm then still like, going to deduct them. Do you ever eat a portobello sandwich so big your shorts don't fit? Boom. <laughs> it, it, like, truly, these taxes write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, we're way over. We did our we did uh, our we job did, for the day. We did our legal obligation. Woo! And we had fun. Solo Yay. episodes. And we They're had fun, fun doing it. They're breezy. I feel like we just had a party. Easy and breezy. Well, good to see you again, friend. I'll see you again soon. Wonderful. You've been listening to <laughs> Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. Hey AR. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by John Bradley. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.